Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You work for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. This is America. With your host, Rich Valdez. All right, America, this is Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, here 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. I like to start the show with a little bit of a factoid that is different than what you normally hear. So I think every time you turn on the news, you turn on the radio, you hear there's this many confirmed cases, there's that many confirmed cases. I truly am of the opinion that as many people as are alive in America at one point or another are going to get the coronavirus. And the reason I say that is because Dr. Anthony Fauci from the NIH says that this is 10 times more contagious and fatal than the flu. So you tell me, how many people do you know that say, oh, sure, never got the flu? I've never gotten the flu. Of course, and we, we have a vaccine for the flu. So if people you know have gotten the flu, then, and this is 10 times worse, then I think it's only logical to say everybody's going to get this thing. It's just a question of will those that are really vulnerable and medically compromised be infected and ultimately succumb to it. So we don't want that to happen. But the reality is everybody's going to get it. So to me, it's not an issue of keeping score on how many positive cases we have, but more so maybe keeping score on how many people are recovering. So with that being said, we've got some numbers from John Hopkins University, and that is 148,995 people have recovered. And in the United States, there's over 2,600. The number I'm looking at is 2,612 people that have recovered from coronavirus. So we're going to keep our eyes peeled on those numbers because those are the numbers that I want to bring with to the table to share with you all. Now, Governor Cuomo had a lot of things to say uh, just a little while ago, including saying that coronavirus inside of a nursing home is like dry grass in a fire. Nursing homes are about a fourth of the coronavirus deaths. Frankly, I'm I'm we are lucky that it's only one quarter. Uh, coronavirus in a nursing home is a toxic mix. We've said that from day one. We saw that in uh, Washington State. This virus preys on the vulnerable. It preys on seniors. It preys on people with compromised immune systems and underlying illnesses. And coronavirus in a nursing home can be like fire through dry grass. I couldn't agree with him more. I think that this is something that has to be taken incredibly seriously. And I mentioned this yesterday and I mentioned it on the last edition of This is America, this Thursday's edition, where I actually included a conversation with a woman that I had a conversation with. And then she spoke to the great one, Mark Levin, and she shared with him on the air her thoughts as a medical director in the hotspot, the hottest of all hotspots in New Rochelle. And she was taken aback by certain guidelines that the state health department had given her saying that they had to take in new patients 
that could potentially um, still have coronavirus. That's supposed to be healed from coronavirus and take them as rehab patients. But again, I want you to listen to what the governor had to say. Uh, He's saying, hey, listen, we're doing what we can. But is doing what you can putting patients that once tested positive for coronavirus in a subacute facility where there may have long-term care, so meaning people that actually live in this facility versus a wing of this place that may be just taking them in to help them get back on their feet and do some rehab. I think it's dangerous. Like he said, it's like fire and dry grass. But listen to this. Uh, The state has put in different precautions. We're not even allowing visitors into nursing homes now, which is really harsh, frankly. Unless the person there are unless what we call there are exigent circumstances where the person is uh, in a desperate situation and then the family comes in to see them. The staff is being tested before they go in. So we're doing everything we can. I'm not sure if everything you can includes putting coronavirus patients inside of nursing homes. But he understands the gravity of this because he straight up said so. Listen to what the governor had to say. Check this out. This is a a truly terrible virus to stop. And that combination uh, is lethal. Coronavirus in a nursing home is lethal. The only question is how many people will die. I couldn't agree with him more. So maybe we shouldn't put them there. Maybe we shouldn't have the state telling nursing homes they'll need to take coronavirus patients that are discharged from hospitals, according to a new report. That came out in the New York Times on Thursday. Maybe we shouldn't have that. Maybe the state shouldn't be doing these things. I mean, I think this blows me away. It really, really does. I mean, New York State telling nursing home operators that they need to accept patients infected with coronavirus who are discharged from hospitals but are still convalescing. This is a major issue. And I want to make sure that I'm sounding the alarm on it because I don't hear enough of it. We saw it in the Wall Street Journal. We talked about it uh, on Levin. We talked about it um, on my podcast. I talked about it yesterday. I'm going to talk about it again today because I want everybody to know that you can't put out a fire by throwing gasoline on it. That's just how that works. It's not something you can do. I'm Rich Valdez. You're listening to This is America. This is America. Wepa. All right. Welcome back, America. This is Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here in New York City. Somebody who's not being as honest or genuine is Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Now, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, uh, while she's being very forthright and saying, yes, I am saying that Trump is killing people, which in and of itself, in my opinion, is outrageous. Trump isn't killing anybody. In fact, while Trump was doing what he had to do. She was in Congress saying, hey, let's impeach this guy. Let's do this and let's do that. Trying to destroy America and destroy the Trump presidency back in January. But now she wants to play the game, the excuse me, the blame game. She wants to try and rewrite history by saying that by Trump fiddling with tests, people are dying. And I think that's just inappropriate. I think She really needs to check herself. But listen to what Nancy Pelosi had to say on Fake Tappers program on CNN. Check this out. Speaker Pelosi, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you are well and safe. Uh, I know your home district of San Francisco has been particularly hard hit. President Trump 
is considering relaxing federal guidelines for coronavirus for some of the less affected parts of the country. Do you think he should? Well, first of all, let me just say how sad it is that even since the president's signing of the bill, the number of deaths reported has doubled from 1,000 to 2,000 in our country. This is such a very, very sad time for us. So we should be taking every precaution. Uh, what the president, his uh, denial at the beginning uh, was deadly. His delaying of getting uh, equipment to where it, is, it continues, his delaying getting equipment to where it's needed is deadly. Now, what's really interesting here is that, to me, what's really deadly here is rhetoric like this, rhetoric from Nancy Pelosi saying that Trump is killing this and Trump is killing that and being so reckless with her words is the true danger here because some Americans are going to say, hey, you know what, I'm supposed to trust the Speaker of the House, to be honest, and they're going to believe what she has to say. This is, in my opinion, one of the worst things I've seen in the close to 20 years that I've been an observer of politics. But... Listen to uh, Speaker Pelosi saying that Trump's fiddling is causing people to die. Check this out. We have to have testing, testing, testing. That's what we said from the start before we can evaluate uh, what the, the, the uh, nature of it is in some of these other regions as well. I don't know what the purpose of that is. I don't know what the scientists are saying to him. I don't know what the scientists said to him. When did the president know about this and what did he know? What did he know and when did he know it? That's for an after-action review. But as the president fiddles, people are dying. And we, have to, we just have to take every precaution. Taking every precaution. It seems that she's taking every last possible step to trash the president. Has the testing gone up? You bet it has. Is it the president's job to make sure that irresponsible governors like Mario Cuomo and others don't have enough in their stockpile that aren't prepared to do what they have to do? Of course not. Now, I think President Trump is doing what he has to do, and his response has been appropriate. But where are the questions? Where is the media? Why isn't anybody asking Governor Cuomo why New York City has, uh, excuse me, New York State has thrown away 20,000 hospital beds over the last several years? Why they're commingling ill or recovering coronavirus patients with people in a nursing home. Nobody's asking these questions. Nobody's asking Bill de Blasio when he gets on TV every day like a little schoolgirl, afraid of his own shadow. And all he does is say, well, Trump did this, the federal government that, we need this. I got five days left, 10 days left, a week left, no more supplies in the city. We're wearing garbage bags. Somebody should bring him a mirror and say, hey, look at the problem. Now, try to fix it. To me, it's just incredibly one-sided. This has been one attempt after another. Now, when President Trump says, it's a hoax, folks, it's a hoax, this is not because the, the virus isn't real, but it's because of this. It's because of the fact that Trump had nothing to do with New York City running out of beds. When Mark Levin highlighted last week that in 2008, you could do the math, that's a dozen years ago, 2008, Governor Cuomo had a report on his desk saying that New York had made some gains with their response to critical pneumonia cases, but was nowhere close to where it needed to be should there be a pneumonia or pneumonia-like pandemic, that they were grossly short on ICU beds, grossly short on ventilators. Now, that's been known for a dozen years, and after being called out on it, 
Governor Cuomo said that was his mistake. And that's it. They continue to blame Trump, knowing full well this was Governor Cuomo's problem. Knowing full well this is uh, Mayor de Blasio's problem. With that, Nancy Pelosi continues. She continues and she goes on to say that, again, Trump is deadly. She wants to double down now, right? So fake tappers like, look, we like to play games. We like to have innuendos. But when it comes down to it, you're not really saying that President Trump is killing people, are you? Listen to Nancy Pelosi on CNN with fake tapper saying that, yes, uh, she agrees that Trump is being deadly. Speaker Pelosi, when you say that the president's denial was deadly, um, he obviously downplayed the risks of coronavirus for several weeks. Uh, and it wasn't until I, I think about two weeks ago that he started acknowledging the gravity uh, of, of the crisis. But are you saying that that his downplaying ultimately cost American lives? Yes, I am. I'm saying that because when he made uh, the other day when he was signing the bill, he said, just think, 20 days ago, everything was great. No, everything wasn't great. We had nearly 500 cases and 17 deaths already. And in that 20 days, because we weren't prepared, we now have 2,000 deaths and 100,000 cases. Exactly. Exactly. She's doubling down. She just wants to hold on to everything clearly. And she could say this again today and tomorrow more and more. I started this show saying that, yes, more and more people are going to be infected, because if you know anybody who's ever had the flu, you know, everybody that's had the flu. Right. You've never met somebody that says, oh, no, I've never gotten the flu. Everybody's gotten the flu. Everybody's gotten a cold. If this covid-19 virus is that contagious and that lethal. 10 times more than the flu. What makes any of us think that we're not all going to get it? Granted, we're all not going to die. We're not all going to need to be hospitalized. We're not all going to need intensive care and ventilators. But yes, I think we're all going to get it. So for Pelosi to come here and say, we're at this many cases today, we're going to have this. No, it's it's not honest. Of course, we're going to have these cases. Of course, there's going to be more. Dr. Fauci just said that uh, 100,000 people could likely uh, perish from this, maybe even 200,000 because he wants to be conservative with it because he doesn't want anybody to hold him to it. This is a virus. It's a sickness. For people to try and nail down how many people are going to get it is kind of asinine. But the media will do that. They'll say, you know, President Trump, since you were elected by the people, we want to know how many people are going to die. He's not a fortune teller. He doesn't live in Long Island and do medium stuff. That's that other lady from TV. I think it's very, very unfair, unwise and really unintelligent to make those types of presumptions. You're listening to This Is America. I'm Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez on Twitter. Keep it locked right there. We'll be right back. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is America. I am Rich Valdez, and we're still here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. We have rats. We've got rats that are running all over the city, and it's not just in New York City. We've got rats running all over the place in a lot of different cities. For example, New Orleans. Now, there are some 
I was on Kurt. Let me just back up, give a little background. So earlier this week, I was covering for my, my Gumbadi Cheech Christian uh, on the Curtis and Juliet show. And Curtis uh, was, was asking me, oh, what's going on with the New Jersey Transit? And we're talking about coronavirus. And I explained to him, well, you know, when I leave here, sometimes it's pretty late. And leaving here... I noticed that the rats were no longer just feeding at the garbage bags like you see them. They pop out. They're very, very uh, incognito, like the Democrats are oftentimes. But no, these guys were all over. It was complete anarchy with the rats. They were running across the street on 8th Avenue. They're everywhere. Why? There's less food. And the homeless are having a tough time eating out of garbage cans because, again, less food where all the restaurants being closed. I mentioned earlier that we had Curtis Lewitt downstairs with his guys in red the guardian angels, and they're exchanging sandwiches for for hand-washing. They have this little bucket, a little pail, a red pail filled with warm, soapy water, and this thing has, you know, uh, the ability for them to, you know, scrub their hands together, and then he gives them a a little care package and a sandwich, and he's down there trying to do that, but it's complete bedlam downstairs. What we're going to do is we're going to get an update now from Curtis Sliwa, who is founder of the Guardian Angels. You guys know him very well here from 12 to 3, Monday through Friday, Curtis and Juliet. And he's going to tell us what's going on downstairs at Penn Station. Curtis, welcome to the program. Oh, Rich, total anarchy. Uh, You know these homies, some of whom just got cut loose from Rikers Island, with cab fare provided by us, the sucker taxpayers, a room, and guess what? (laughs) A cell phone. Well, eight of them are congregated at the top of 32nd and 7th. That's right where the escalators take you down into Penn Station. Then you got four transgendered hookers walking around, fresh from Rikers <laughs> Island. They'll take you in the men's room for a dollar. They'll take you around the world in 80 seconds. So hold up, hold up. Now you're saying this is happening in Penn Station. In Penn Station. They're turning tricks for a dollar. Then you have a group I haven't seen in this past week. Illegal aliens, who, as you know, live day to day, week to week. A lot of the rooms they have, very tiny rooms, are like closets. If they don't pay at the end of the week, that's it. They kick them out. And I notice a lot of them from Peru, Ecuador, Mexico now, clean. Obviously, they've been working recently, not on drugs, not on alcohol, but all carrying shivs because now they're all together. It's like tribal down there. And then you got your your dope uh, fiends, you got your alcoholics, you got your severely emotionally disturbed. And what really makes you cry, you have women in their 70s, women, they could be our grandmothers, in their 70s. Why are they in Penn Station? Mm. You don't hear anything about them. Now, remember, it's a federal property. Amtrak runs it. The state is responsible, as is the city. No cops today at all. Total anarchy. We were breaking up fights and disputes. I sent you uh, uh, the content. You're the first one to get any of this video content. And then you can see us feeding. I mean, we're talking people without limbs, people emotionally disturbed. They haven't had food in days. And you talk about rats fighting over scraps. That's what's happening. It's getting Darwinian. So it's the survival of the fittest, and it's getting real nasty. And nobody in the city, de Blasio and his wife with their Thrive program, they ripped us off for a billion dollars. They couldn't care jack diddly squat about these people. Well, you know, and I think that's really unfortunate because, uh, like I said, my family has a business down there, and I've seen it. I've seen it go from bad to worse, and what you're describing is even worse than that. And for everybody listening, I'm going to be posting that video. I'm going to put it out on social media so that you guys can see exactly what's happening on my Facebook and on Twitter, at Rich Valdez with an S, because I think it's important that people see what's going on. Yesterday, I'm scrolling through the social media, which I like to do, and I see 
um, a talk show host from somewhere. I guess he's uh, based out of uh, New York City somehow. And he puts, they're saying New York's a war zone, but it's not. And I'm thinking, it's not. What part of New York are you in? So I watched the video. <laughs> and I, and he's, it, apparently he got a, a video of where they, of a testing facility after they ran out of tests. So there was nobody online. There was it was like one person that came out in a hazmat suit and closed the door. And well, of course, after a thousand people come to take a test, there's going to be nothing left. Uh, but to to put that out there is that's what's really going on. When you and I see the real deal of what's happening right here in New York City, where the rats are fighting for scraps, human beings are fighting for scraps, the police are grossly outnumbered, and in many situations, if there's six, seven, eight guys that are not. Um, sheltering in place or social distancing, the cops aren't able to do much because they're outnumbered, even in in these ghost town streets. And it's because of the failed leadership of Mayor Bill de Blasio. Well, it's de Blasio and Cuomo. You know, Cuomo just cut loose a thousand cons from upstate prisons. And I noticed you mentioned how they're already prospecting the state correctional department because most of them are from the five boroughs to see if they can house them during the coronavirus spread in the Pennsylvania Hotel across the street because they already have contracts and on an emergency basis to house state troopers, which they did after 9-11, to house the National Guard, which they did after 9-11. So they're using their contacts to try to figure out how many rooms they could get at the Hotel Pennsylvania in the heart of Midtown. They're going to be putting Rikers Island in the heart of Midtown. And they're going to give them cab fare. They're going to give them cell phones. They're going to put them up in a hotel because they. you think these socially irresponsible people are not going to be uh, social, uh, socially non-distancing themselves. They're going to be all over one another, trying to rob one another, sell drugs to one another, smoke crack with one another. This mayor is insane. And the governor is insane, too. So if you and me want to go visit an elderly family member in a nursing home, you can't go. No. But if you have coronavirus, yes. you can get right into the nursing home with, with the mayor well, and the governor's new order. In Rikers Island, they're releasing you because they're afraid they're going to get coronavirus. But they're telling you to shelter in. So they're chaining you to your radiator and telling you, you better not come out and make it more extreme. We'll write your tickets. We'll arrest you. This is complete insanity. Shut up, de Blasio. Shut up, Cuomo. You're spinning us like tops. You're pumping fear, fright, hysteria, and hype. And guess what? All the other governors, if you notice, they're treating Cuomo like, hey, it's Cousin Vinny, right? Oh, Cousin Vinny, Joe Pesci went down south. <laughs> the they're two utes. Right. They're treating him like Cousin Vinny because... They see that he is hitting the panic button every day. And because of that, they're saying, we don't want any New Yorkers. We don't want people from New Jersey. <laughs> Whatever he's afraid of, we don't want it. Exactly. So, Cuomo, <laughs> shut the hell up and do your freaking job. I agree. Everybody, nobody could have said that better. I want to thank you for being with us, everyone. The great Curtis Lee. Yeah, I'm going down there. I'm going to rough up these guys from Rikers, right? It's just like jail down there. I feel so good. You know, I've been locked up before. <laughs> uh, I may get locked up. Oh, that's right. They're not arresting anybody. Yeah, it's right. okay. It's I'll door. be here tomorrow, 12 to 3 with Jet Set Juliet. <laughs> Make sure you turn into Curtis Lee on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're just about wrapped up here. I always leave you with my admonition that if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. Until the next one, America, I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. 